Welcome back to the Ride and Laugh podcast. We're happy to have you here. If you love mountain biking, you are in the right place. Picture your last group ride. Afterwards, you're in the parking lot with all your friends and you're talking about the ride. You're talking about bikes. You're talking about new tech, nutrition, progression, all that great stuff. We love bikes. You love bikes. That's what we do here at the Ride and Laugh podcast. Let's drop in. Sage, how are you today? Man, I am doing so good. I just finished a 48-hour fast, had some curry, and I'm good to go. Hot damn, 48-hour fast. That that might surprise a few people, but Sage and I are into a, a type of nutrition that I think might surprise some people, but also empower a lot of people. And I think it's made us much stronger riders and much healthier human beings. And yeah. you don't have to do 48 hour fast. Uh, we're certainly, we're not going to get into the nutrition right now today because it's definitely a, a different conversation. But if you're interested, ride and laugh one at Gmail, let us know your interest level. Fasting is really, really interesting and in getting fat adapted to be able to run off your own body fat on the trail. And then in life also uh, has a lot of health benefits. I am in the middle of a week of eating only steak and eggs. So that's a very, very low carb, almost pretty much zero carb diet and feeling great doing that. It's the first time I've tried it. Stick's trying it as well. So that's definitely falls into the carnivore lifestyle. So we're experimenting with carnivore and mountain biking and seeing how strong we feel on our trainers and how strong we feel on our bikes. So that's also uh, something really interesting. And I think that has uh, a lot of curiosity. Ride and laugh one at Gmail. I haven't seen many people talk about fasted rides and carnivore rides and keto rides and fat adapted riders. A lot of stuff out there on carb riders, and that's fine. And we certainly welcome our vegan riders. Uh, we're, we're cool with anyone. We just have some really, really cool concepts that we've been playing with and that we want to share with people. So let us know your interest level. Ride and laugh one at Gmail. But this is not the nutrition episode because that's probably going to be a series of 28 episodes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we can cover it in, in 24, 25. But uh, today we're going to be talking more about what we were talking about last week, which has been a really, really interesting topic. And it's been evolving as, as we're going. That's visualization. That's gratitude. And uh, how to get yourself into this flow state, how to stack wins. So, Sage, you had a really interesting and action-packed week for February in the Northeast, very unusual, but we had a whole bunch of sunny days. And this dude, he's trail sage, folks. He took advantage of it. He got three rides <laughs> in. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience of, of riding this week and 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 what you learned. Yeah, talk about gratitude, right? We we have had some excellent weather for February. Um, yeah, it started with a really really awesome ride at a place called Ceres, which is in South Jersey. Um, which in general does amazing in the winter because of the sandy terrain. But yeah, I got a text from my buddy, Brian from MTB, uh, no B N E MTB, uh, who that's his YouTube channel. And he said, you know, do you want to go ride series? And I was like, absolutely. I had been there once before with uh, my buddy, Mark. And unfortunately Mark got hurt on that ride, but he had taken me past the jumps and I had been dreaming about these ever since. And, and, uh, so I called stick right away. I said, yo, we got a, we got a tour. Let's go. We went and my goodness, it was, so you had it been was visualizing so these, these, sorry to interrupt yes. you. You had been visualizing these, these, these had been yes. in, in your mind. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, much like the Hans Ray uh, gap jump, once I got there, I was like, whoa, these are way bigger in person. But like I said, Brian, having Brian there to, you know, give me the right speed, show me the lines, give me some tips. That Huge. made all the difference in the world. Yeah. 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 And, and he knows me as a writer. So that, that was very nice. And, and we actually had the good fortune of running into uh, Steve, who is uh, Ben Spokes on Instagram. And he was really just so kind and basically took Stick and I's hand and just like walked us through each of the jumps, which, you know, he doesn't have to do that. He's on his own ride, you know? Uh, yeah. So that was, that was just really special. And, and these jumps, these were the biggest gap jumps I had done to date. I think the one was like 17, uh, but much steeper ramp up. And then the other one was a, a 19 foot gap. And both of these aren't like case friendly. They're, they're literally hard edges. So you have to clear the 19 feet. And, um, and by the way, I should note that these aren't lippy jumps because I, I am a terrible lippy jump person, as as you guys know. These are all really ramped nicely. But yeah, that that was that was a great ride. Um, I followed that up with a ride at one of our fl- favorite places, Dan Rocky Ridge in York, Pennsylvania, and uh, <laughs> ended up doing a nine foot drop, which was the biggest drop that I had done to this, I guess, since my. Oh, I don't know. It's got to be at least at least six months since I've done a drop that big. So this was huge. <laughs> this was yeah. huge coming off a, an off season and going into a drop that big. Yeah, you'll but, see those at, at at a lot of just like random parks. Like usually that's like a bike park type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, and I had never I had ridden Rock, Rocky Ridge several times. I'd never seen this drop, and and thankfully I was with um, Josh and Jared who had both ridden that drop plenty of times and were again able to give me some really good advice give me the right speed and then it was just up to me to kind of just let it go and and uh, you know the biggest difference between the stuff I was doing at series and this drop was I had no chance to visualize it right so this was really just coming down and relying on my riding self which is I ride on instinct not as method and so it was just getting to the point of feeling comfortable with it, feeling the drop, you know, getting all the data that I could from those two guys asking all the right questions. And then I'm at the starting gate and it's like, got to let this thing go. And I did it. It was just, it was, it was so smooth. I mean, this, this had, if you were going to have a nine foot drop, that was going to be the most smoothest drop. This was it. Like you just landed on this, like one foot of like loamy, very nice patch of dirt that just, it was a drop that went into a slope. And so you, you couldn't possibly overshoot it or undershoot it. You know, as long as you were in the right bike position, you were going to be okay. And that made all the difference in the world for me, because, you know, that's a, that's a pretty sizable drop. Yeah, for sure. And so, so you were able to visualize the Sears jumps and then you were not able to really prepare beforehand for the Rocky Ridge drop because you hadn't seen it before, but in both cases yeah. you saw people do it, you saw the speed, and you had plenty of warm up. It sounds like, yeah, and that that that's for me. I'm not a follow person. Like I, I know you like to follow people, but for me, I do worse when I follow people. In fact, that that actually happened at, at series. I was following Brian across the creek creek gap. I can't speak Creek gap. And Brian is a, is a trials rider. Like he is an, and a BMX racer. Like he has the skills to like pop these things. And so he went across this Creek gap at a much slower pace than me. I ended up casing my back tire 
um, pretty hard on, on the landing. And I was like, Brian, I was like, I think you popped a little bit because I was nowhere. I was on you and I was nowhere clearing it. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I might have put a little pop in. So the next time we did the run, I didn't slam on the brakes, but I started feathering the brakes, let him go, and then did the jump at my own speed. That's mostly how I like to ride. And so for the drop and the 17 and nine foot jumps, I did those all solo. Like I watched them do it, but then applied what I learned and did it by myself. And that's just, that's a, that's a personal thing. Like that for me, that makes me more, more comfortable. A lot of other people like to follow people just so they know they have the right line. You know, it, it's, I don't know. I, I, how do you feel about that? Do you, I mean, you do prefer to follow people, right? I do. I think that's most people. I, I, I do want to, uh, I think most people out there know what a case is, but just to throw it out there, if, if you're new to mountain biking or you're new to jumping or you're just new to this terminology, a case is when you don't clear the jump with your back tire. And so you end up kind of slamming your back tire on the landing and it could buck you off. It could be fine. Oftentimes it's fine. Uh, it could it could buck you off the bike. It could break a a, a wheel, or or you could flat a tire. We've had all that. We've had all that and more happen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Just 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 to kind of maybe as we go, we will throw out mountain bike terms, and if either of us catches uh catches it, we should define those terms so that everyone could be on the same page. As far as how I like to do a feature, if I have confidence, that, I think that would throw me off if I thought the person in front of me was gonna was going to use a technique that I didn't have. For sure. Yeah. So if I have confidence that the person is going the speed that I want to go, that does make me more confident. When I'm following someone, if I'm do, going into a drop for the first time and I can just follow their speed and follow their line and they look comfortable, that makes me feel more comfortable. So, yeah, I, I do like I personally do like following someone in, uh, which is good because, well, it's good and bad, I guess, because I'm typically following you through tech. <laughs> which makes me very comfortable. But then because you want to record for the channel, you oftentimes yeah. want me to go first, which is fine. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm just like, I'm nowhere near as comfortable. And I often forget the line, especially at Mount Penn in Reading, yeah. where we ride all the time. The, the lines are so hard to see because some of these trails just aren't ridden that much. And um, Sage has like this uh, RoboCop type of laser focus to find trails and leaves and remember trails and this whole uh, I just picture like his 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 eye turning red and like scanning the trail and this whole like <laughs> interface coming up you know it's robo sage like finding the trail and always knowing yeah. the line and then I'm just like on a blank piece of paper just like wandering yeah. <laughs> wandering off the, board, the edge of the paper like, like I have no clue where I'm going I don't know how he does it I, I, part of that's probably keeping your eyes up also, which you're much better at than I am. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I like, I like following. I have, I have no problem with that. Leading is also good. If you feel like you're helping someone, I, yeah. I mean, if it's really fun to show someone the line, you're talking about those guys helping you out. And that's part of what's so great about the mountain bike community, but, but that's kind of inherent in mountain biking is that we can help each other. And you like, hey, just follow me through here. And if that's helping someone a little bit and then they're stoked that they did it, then you're stoked. I mean, that's what's, that's part of what's so great about riding. Yeah. And, and talk about stoked, Dan. I mean, you had an awesome ride on Sunday. Well, up until the very end. But, man, tell us yeah. about your Sunday. Yes. Uh, so there is a new uh, scratch on my face, which, wait, aren't you the guy that fell and broke his face and promised his wife <laughs> that you would never fall on your face again? Uh, but, yeah, it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that eventually. 
I started off the week. We were talking about two features that we were really kind of wanting to hit the next time at Mount Penn and our, our favorite trails in Reading. And we talked about it last week on the, on the pod and, and we had talked about it more than that as well. And it was the, it was hitting the Hans Ray gap jump again, which we did not get to. And then it was this super steep slab that Dane showed us and it's got a really gnarly entrance. We named it 38 special or Sage rather named it 38 special. And I think it's after the song hang on loosely, which is an 80s song with the guy with the mullet. Uh, hang on loosely. Don't let go. So two things that you want to do on a steep slab. Not sure about hang on loosely, but but I like 38 special enough that I agree. And plus, we have so many features that we just we need names for these things. So yeah. anyone who's riding Mount Penn and knows what slab we're talking about, we call it 38 special now. Dane, we named it 38 special. We can't name it Dane's slab. Dane has 100 features <laughs> named after him already. He doesn't want any. Anytime I ask him, he's like, I, I don't know. They don't have to name it after. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, but thank you, Dane, and, and anyone that's worked on that. Uh, so I was thinking about that, and I was writing it in my journal. And, um, and, and I, I really love writing in these journals in the morning and even in the evening just for a few minutes, just kind of manifesting what I want to happen and writing things like I'm, I'm good at writing tech. I'm using my skills. I'm confident. I got my eyes up. My weight's in the bottom bracket. And and then the actual, at the time we hadn't named it yet, but the actual feature, you know, just kind of writing it down. And I brought these, I bought these little tiny journals on Amazon for the car because we talked about that on the pod. And I was, and, and if you're going to manifest, you got to take action. And I said, how about maybe a little journal in the car? And it was kind of a joke, but they were also really cheap on Amazon. It came in a three pack. And so there's three of us that ride together all the time. So I gave one a stage. I gave one a stick. I wrote a little ride abide notes inside of each one. And I got to the parking lot early on Sunday and I pulled mine out and I, and I jotted down a few notes. And let me tell you, I was super locked in on that ride. I was just feeling really confident. And, and Sage led us through, uh, you know, progressive tech which I appreciate because you certainly don't need to. You could always just jump right into it. And so we started to feel pretty good. And we got to the 38 special slab and you took a look at it. I took a look at it. it was, oh, well, but the first time I saw that thing, it was like, no. And then yeah. you did it. And, and and then I really wanted to do it. And I, and I did do it earlier last summer. Yeah. And then looking at it on Sunday, my first thought was, okay, I, I, yeah. I, I felt pretty good about it. Yeah. And just, just to interrupt, just so that we can, so the, the people listening can get a visual, this thing is probably, it's almost vertical. I mean, it, it literally is almost vertical. It's probably about 25 to 30. Hey, it could be 38, actually 38, especially it could be 38 feet. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's, it's substantial. It is substantial. Yeah. That's our <laughs> We're going to go. Uh, yeah, we're going to go with 38 feet. Yeah. Uh, but the, the tricky part isn't actually how steep it is. It's actually all the jank coming up to it. So you actually have to do a move to get up onto this slab, which is a massive turnoff. And then to top it off at the very end, you have to make a turn. So <laughs> there's like this, uh, it goes into the super steep, by the way, there's, there's no um, G out. I don't know how they did it. It's, it's wonderful, but you literally have to go down this thing and then immediately make a turn. 
And I guess the third thing is there's a tree off to the to the right, right? So like all these visual like things that just play into your head. Uh, but I just wanted to give the folks a little bit of visual before you continue, but yeah. please. Yeah, it's it's gnarly looking. It's on my Instagram, uh, Ride, Ride Abides Instagram. Uh, I did post a little video of it. And oh, I wanted to ask you, are you going to are you going to have videos, trail stage videos on Sears and Rocky Ridge on the drop? At yes. All? Yes. Uh, the Sears video is going to be out this week. Uh, so awesome. depending on when you're listening to it, uh, it, it will be labeled um, Sears or S yeah, C-E-R-E-S, Sears yeah. or Sears. Yeah, so check that out. You'll actually be able to see the jumps that were that Sage is talking about. Okay. And and th- did you get enough new footage from Rocky Ridge to make a, another video? I'm probably going to do that. I'm not sure when I'm going to get that done. But yeah, that, that one was uh, with uh, Josh from Slanted Ground uh, on Instagram. That dude has some awesome apparel. Definitely check him out. But yeah, that, that should be coming out as well. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So anyways, to finish the story about the 38 special, um, I, I saw it and I felt pretty good. And, and Sage commented, he's like, oh, you, got the, you got that look in your eye, which I don't know what that look is, but Sage does. So if you see me, you can ask him <laughs> if I have the look or not. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I was, I was, I, I just felt, I just felt really, I had, I just felt really grounded. I just felt really grounded and I got up, we, we, you ride down a steep little section to get to it. And as um, I rode down it twice, and the first time I just did a, like a, a semi run up, I didn't get far enough up onto the, the last rock to really commit. Uh, and then the second time I was like, okay, I could have done it there. Yeah. And then the third time I'm at the top and I start thinking about reasons that I want to do this. And it's like, oh, I want to be able to, you know, say that I did it. I want to show Sage that I can Sage that I did it, and I, and I really want to like be excited afterwards. And it was like, nope, nope, nope. Those are all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I want to do it because I know I can. I'm grounded. I got the skills. I'm ready for it. And I just kind of like centered into that. And so, I, and I was able to clear my mind. I went with a. I always have a word that I'm repeating in my in my mind, and that word changes uh, every week, or maybe even feature to feature. And different words work for me. Um, when it comes to something like this, the word I, I typically use is commit. And so I'm just yeah. like, commit, commit, commit. As I'm getting up over the edge, it's really like falling off of a cliff onto this thing. Yo. And you have to kind of like pedal to get up onto the cliff. And so um, I, get up on, I get up onto the rock. I get through all the tech and I'm just kind of paused there. And, I, and, I, and, and I'm looking down and I think I, I, one more pedal stroke and, and I got it. And I totally trusted my skills and I, and I just, I went for it and it felt great. And uh, I, I went right down. I stayed centered. I made the turn last time. I didn't make the turn. I, I rode right straight yeah. and, you know, and, 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 and I was told totally, last time I probably did 16 run-ups on the thing. And then finally <laughs> had the courage to get myself over this time. I did, I went on the third one and I felt really good and we were hooting and hollering afterwards. And so it, it was, it was just awesome. I was I was really stoked and I feel like the visualization and writing it down and getting into the flow with the gratitude journal I feel like all that really helped you know I like I said last week if you write it down it's 75% more likely to happen and yeah. Yeah. I don't know I'm just starting to play with that stuff and and it's and it's working and I want to share that with people like hey I might have found a way to kind of like short circuit our brains away from the fear and constant thinking into this like higher positive vibration 
where your skills, if you know, if you feel like, yeah, if you look at something and you're like, yeah, I, I got this, then then you just want to get your head out of the way. You just want those skills you know, to be unlocked. I, I know that that works. And I'll tell you why, because you prior to that slab, you had been following me through all the tech for the uh, for at least the last three or four months. I was not willing to do that slab. You were completely on your own. You had not seen or done this in months. And for you to just have the confidence to just go at this, you know, obviously, you know, writing these things down, having that mantra, all these things that you've been talking about, it's working because you attacked that slab. I mean, you took us all by surprise. I mean, I, the stick is like literally in the video and he's like, I didn't think that was going to happen. Like it was just, you took us all by surprise. Yeah. 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 I, I, I felt good. I, I, I was in a, I was in a good place and, um, and, and, and it was, it was, it was really exciting and really fun. I was surprised. Uh, so, so you decided not to do it. What was your thought process? Uh, I, I think that I was on an adrenaline dump, I guess. Like I, I just, I didn't have anything. It was the weirdest feeling because typically I'm the first especially on a slab. I, I just, I just love that stuff. But yeah, I, I did not feel good that day. I mean, I felt strong as a rider. I felt good health wise, but just mentally felt exhausted. And yeah. I got to tell you, it, after seeing you do it, there was a, I, like, when I got to it, there was like a slight urge to do it. But then after seeing you do it, I mean, you and I are just, we're so close in that way. You know, it's like when I see you do something, I want to do it. I'm sure yeah. when you see me do something, you want to do it. And I felt that like very powerful urge, like, oh, you got to do it now. And then I was like, no, wait a second. You, you are not feeling 100%. You're not feeling confident. And that was really hard. It was really hard to walk away from that. But I didn't even hesitate. I, I, I literally, oh, I'm really I think you turned to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really you turned to me you're like, you want it. And I was just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I walked away. <laughs> yeah. No, I to, to, to really be able to listen to your true intuition and not your ego there. Yeah. To, like I said at the top, when, you know, when, when I was thinking of the reasons I wanted to do it and there were the wrong reasons, yeah. well, what are some right reasons of why you want to do a feature or why you want to even be a better rider, right? You want to add, for me, it's adding, adding stoke to the world. And by that, I mean, adding positivity in a mountain bike form, but adding positivity in general, and then being able to teach others, being able to balance, uh, balance myself on the ride and then also in life. And, you know, when you have a good ride or you hit a couple of features and, and say, you just talking about this before you might be floating around that next week, you're in a better mood. That's, that's better yeah. for the world. Happy, happy riders, happy world. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and helping other people get more stoked on mountain bikes. That's why we do the podcast. So that's why we ride too. And that's that you, yeah. we keep talking about that with the mountain bike community is people just getting so excited for, for each other. And, and that happens with friends. It happens with strangers. But it, it's a really, really cool part of our sport. It's probably why you're listening right now is you want to get better at mountain biking and and you get stoked listening to people get yeah. better and talk about mountain biking and tips. And, you know, I, I know I soak all that stuff up. So which is why we have a podcast, because we've absorbed a million tips and tried a million different techniques. And uh, and we found things that work and found things that don't work. And, and we're open to other things. Ride and laugh one at Gmail. Absolutely. Send us your visualization techniques, send us your tips, send us your mantras and, uh, and send us any features that, that if you've been visualizing, we talked about it last week, you've been visualizing and then you actually succeeded something comment on the YouTube channel. 
uh, ride and laugh one at Gmail. You can email us. We'd love to hear some stories and we can read those on, on our next podcast. So, um, yeah, so then we, and that, well, I will say that you didn't do that feature, but then you did the one that we call stunt double or that's stunt double, right? Stunt double. Yeah. Yeah. So there's stunt double and there's double down. I get them all mixed up, but so saves it stunt double, which has a, like a really, really steep shoot and step down and then a pedal kick drop and then a rock roll. You do it so smooth and easy every time. I mean, it, it's, it, it's actually pretty hard. It's actually pretty hard. So um, you were still riding really well. You just weren't in that mode of I'm going to do something that's going to require a lot of adrenaline. And, and you seem tired, I will say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was not in the zone, right? Like you, you yeah. know when you're in the zone, you know when you're in yeah. the flow state. You know oh, wow, where what you're. Point. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just, I, I was fighting everything. I could feel it, even on on stunt double. There's that initial step down rock, which is just really, it's an uncomfortable move. Yeah, and I was just fighting it that that whole way down. I was fighting it. Then the drop right after that, and then the the step up onto the rock. Everything, my front wheel, like felt like it was catching everything, and I was working way too hard, and I just. I walked away from that feature having gratitude <laughs> for being wise enough to know not to do 38 special. Cause if I was fighting stunt double, yeah, who knows what would have happened on 38 special. Yeah. And it's super high consequence. So that was really, really cool of you to be able to discern the voice of intuition from the voice of ego. And by ego, I mean, you know, kind of like, the self, the you know, the that the wrong reasons to do it. I want to do it because Dan did it. You know, I and mean, what are what are some other wrong reasons that we that we get ourselves in over our heads? Yeah, there's there's a ton of them. Yeah, but, um, yeah. But let's get You're back to the positive to talk about because the wrong reasons are usually yeah. pretty like you have to yeah. be pretty self. I mean, you have to be pretty self conscious. Like the wrong reasons are really like you know, like I want to look cool. I want to be able to throw the whip. Like I want to show these guys that they're they're oftentimes like pretty. I will, I'll say it. I mean, it happens to me there, but they're pretty like childish thoughts of like, well, you know, or, or, or the camera's on, you know, as so, Oh, you know, I want to be able to do this for the camera. That's, you know, that's part of probably why I broke my face was I wanted to clear that little double on the camera. And then when I watched the video, I was like, you can not even really tell that I cased that jump. And it certainly wasn't worth going harder for later on. So yeah, yeah a lot of the wrong reasons are, are a little self-conscious be a little self-conscious admitting it because they're like silly, but, but they're yeah. there, you know, we're human beings. We're human beings with these kind of pre-programmed needs for approval. That's one I find a lot is, is like the need for approval and it takes all sorts of different shapes. And sometimes it takes the shape of like, I want even an approval to my, for myself. I want to think about this later. I want to think that I did it. And if you're if you're doing it for the wrong reason and you're not in the flow and you're not in the zone, you're playing with fire. And we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. I think with social media being what it is today, that's a oh, really yeah. good point that you're making there. I think there's a lot of, you know, people posting things and then other people feel like they need to one up it or want to copy it, you know, and you're not seeing I, I just think there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on folks, um, especially young people. Yeah. To feel like you need to do something. And, yeah. and so understanding that ego that you're talking about is, is a pretty good point that you're making. Yeah. And we're not getting paid for this. 
you know, like this no. for fun. Not yet. So not yet. Make sure you're having fun. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times I've been hurt so many times and it's embarrassing. Um, we were just saying, I was just saying last week, look, look folks, I don't want you to think that Sage and I are hurt all the time because that's ridiculous. And then, yeah, I'm hurt again. Uh, now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not real bad hurt, but I, I, yeah. it was a hard fall and uh, I'll get, I'll get into that in a minute. Um, but yeah, you, you look at the, like the Red Bull guys and they're doing it. Obviously it's their careers and, and whatnot, but at the same time, like they're throwing themselves off these mountains and when they fall, it's, it's cast or death, you know, I mean a full body cast. So, and, and, and a year and a half of healing, it's, it's, it's really, really major. And, you know, so what is the, what is the motivation there sometimes, but those are pro level riders and that's a whole different thing. Yeah. That's that. I mean, that's, it's almost unrelatable because their skill sets are, are so much greater than, yeah. than the average person, you know? And so it, I think it's easier for us to like, look at that and be like, yeah, well, I would never attempt that anyway. You know, <laughs> whereas, whereas the stuff that you see, you know, Dan and I do on a GoPro, it does look like it's doable and, and you might get to one of those features and feel like, oh, I should do this. I want to do this or what you got to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to know what your skill levels are. Are you feeling confident? All these things and, and doing it for the right reasons. Like you said, you know, like you can go up to those Red Bull jumps. It's easy to walk away from that because it's so beyond your skill level. Like I would never dream of jumping a 40 foot Canyon like that. That just wouldn't, not, even if no, I thought it was not, cool. That's not me in the, in the journal. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not going in my journal. Um, nope. Crossing but, it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but but things that that are in most bike parks or uh, at a place like Mount Penn, you know, you got to know yourself and know your skill levels. Be honest. Check your ego. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, let's let's go back onto the positive vibe though, because it wasn't just thirty eight special. I mean, you took those positive vibes and you absolutely annihilated a line or skyline. Excuse me, it's not skyline, even called a line. Yeah. Yeah. Used to be called a line. Now it's called skyline, which is the a uh, bike park quality jump line at Mount Penn. We didn't do the top part, which had Nico's drop. We kind of worked our way over to the part that starts with the tabletop jumps. And there's five in succession. And so we usually session the first three and uh, no problem getting over the first one all the time. And for me, usually the second one, but I've been struggling on a third one. Even though I've done this, I've done them all before, but I kind of regressed because I don't jump often. And so it was the first time I was jumping on my, my new mountain bike, which is the specialized stump jumper Evo. And um, it felt it felt really good. And so the first we were just doing laps, we would ride three jumps and then and then and then ride back up. And the first time th the first time through, I cleared the first one, no problem, cleared the second one and I'm approaching the third one. And again, just this like massive level of confidence that I haven't felt in a really long time as I'm approaching the jump. And, th and that third jumps on, on a little bit of a turn. And I just kept my speed and I felt right. And I got in position and I sent it and landed it perfectly. And I was just like, wow, that felt good. And I, ride, I rode back up to the top. I did one, two, three. And then, and then I, 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 was, I had the, the speed set up for number four cleared number four they get progressively bigger i think they're big and 
And then I uh, did one, two, three, four. And each time you have to climb further and further back up because I'm going too far down yeah. the mountain now. But I did one, two, three, four. And then I clear five. And I was just I was just waxing these things. And and four and five, I wasn't getting quite as cleanly. Uh, but but I felt really good. And I think that I again, I think that writing this down in the journal every day, repeating it to myself, saying it out loud, I'm good at jumping mountain bikes. I have confidence in this. And as I'm approaching these jumps, I just felt that confidence. And so, yeah, I was just clearing them all. And, and I was, I was super stoked. And you were also, you were doing well on them. It's, it's so interesting. You and these, these lippy jumps first, the ramp jump. So that 19 foot ramp jump you had, you were probably in the air for like, I don't know, three, four seconds. I mean, that's, that's a long time. <laughs> Two, three seconds? <laughs> One no, second. not even a second. Yeah, not you even a second. Off the ground. You didn't get off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd be surprised at, at how how little time goes by because when you're in yeah. the air, it feels like forever. That's um, true. But no, it's, it's not that long. But you're right. It's way more consequential and it's way more airtime than these lippy jumps at Mount Penn. And yet I can't seem to get my head over it because of what's involved. You know, there, there is movement that is required of you and there is a technique that is required. And for me, that doesn't work as my instinctual riding, you know, because, because I have to think about how to move the bike and compress this and blah, blah, blah. I get bogged down into all the details and I can't let myself go. And then to top it all off, I had this like fear block in my head. So I'm fighting all of these things. Yeah, I just wasn't putting it together. I'm never putting it together, but that day especially, you know, the day that I was having, I wasn't putting those jumps together. <laughs> That's for sure. If they were gapped, that you would be more commit, you, that you would have more commitment to it? No way. I, I'd be no. walking away. Yeah, I'd be okay. walking away. Yeah, it's, it's the lips. You know, if, if, if they were- know if the consequence would force you to commit. Because you clear the first one, no problem. And it's a lippy jump. They're all equally lippy. They're just different lengths. And yeah. I guess different heights, the, 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 yeah. So, but, but yeah. the technique is the same. You clear the first one and then the second one, you, oh, you just break going into it. That's what you kept saying. You kept breaking going into it. You just not yeah. committing the speed, but if you do, yeah. you got it right. Yeah. I think, I, I, well, here's, here's the downside of not having an e-bike, right? If we, if you and I had e-bikes, I think by the end of like an hour, you're right. I probably would have been clearing the two because every time I can. Are you listening? (laughs) You sponsors that are not giving us e-bikes are literally holding Sage back from learning how to jump. I mean, this is, this is an A to B comparison. So you have sponsors. You have a chance to be a hero right here. You could sponsor the podcast and give us both e-bikes or you could just sponsor trail Sage and give him an e-bike. That would kind of suck for me, but nonetheless, we're a package deal. We're a package deal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a lot of the trail stage videos too. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's really a two for one deal. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, here's, here's the interesting experiment because you're not a write it down guy. You're not a journal guy. Maybe, maybe write it down the next couple of weeks. Maybe start writing it down. I mean, if you can make this happen through the journal, then 
then we're selling, we are branding and selling ride and laugh journals and they'll come pre popular. You could just ride and read. You could just read it out loud. <laughs> I, I gave, I gave Sage's journal and I put, I literally put prompts in it. Like say this out loud to yourself. I am good at jumping mountain bikes. And then right here, right under here, like you're right. What I have mountain bike gratitude for. So yeah, there was fill in the blank, yeah. multiple choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this. A choose your own adventure, ride and laugh, uh, gratitude journal. Uh, it'll be so fun. Man, if you start writing it. it down and, 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 and you unlock jumping and you get into a confidence and a flow through that, I mean, Yo. that's the ultimate experiment. Like, all right, we already know Dan's crazy and Dan believes in this stuff. But if, if you actually come on board and say, wow, this worked. It worked. That would be so cool. And then unlocking cool. jumping, like it's worth it, man. Jumping is so much fun. Anyone that there's a reason that people love jumping because it's so much fun. And yeah. I can't tell you how I unlocked it. It just happened one day, but it also got locked back up. And then and I unlocked <laughs> and then it gets locked back up. So it, it got to keep these positive vibes going and, you know, and, and keep believing it and, and trusting it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that would be that would be really something interesting to see if you could visualize that, write it down, and then let it go. That's part of it. You have to let it go and 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 let it go into the universe, and then and then let it manifest. So some some positive affirmations. I'm good at I'm good at jumping mountain bikes. I'm confident flowing through tech. I have excellent balance and control in the steeps. I stay centered on my bike to react and respond to any situation. These are all, anything that you feel would be a useful skill for what you're about to do. It could, you know, obviously if you're, if you're a climber, I, I have endless energy. If you're a downhiller, um, I stay low and focused and the bike moves under me. And if you're a jumper, which we already covered, uh, but it could be, you know, I clear all drops, whatever you're working on. Whatever you're working on, you can just kind of add your own thing and, and write it down and, and say it out loud. Just put it out there. And it, it's not necessarily some mystical thing. It's just kind of getting your body and your mind in an emotional state that you believe it. Make it yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of making it happen, it wasn't all amazing positive vibes that day. Let's let's go to yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're on our way back to the car and we had, we had a, we had a great ride and we decided we we're going to check out one of our favorite slabs, which, which we named Sam Malone. And it's a slab that we can pretty much do in our sleep. And we're very comfortable on it. And I'm just riding great. Like getting up onto this slab is a, uh, is like a, a pretty steepy little rock transition section that we're like maybe a coin flip 50, 50 on, on getting. And that was the kind of day that was that we were having, you know, like uh, I, I just I got into gear and I just powered up this thing. I was like, yep, I, I totally got it today. And I got and then, you know, I got the camera out. I'm like, come on, Trail Sage. And 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 he bungles it. He's like, oh, man, I just don't have it today. So, OK, we get to the top of Sam of the Sam Malone slab and Sage says, well, how about doing the, that alternate slab? And he says, hey, Danny, you know, you haven't done that one yet. And you're, you're riding so well, maybe today's a day and let's take a look at that. And so we do the, the regular slab and I felt good. And yep. there's Sam Malone XL, which is kind of getting up on this big giant rock. And that's on a trail sage uh, video. 
And that's pretty challenging. But this other one off to the right is like kind of out of the way. And it's, it's, it's really, really, really challenging. Uh, I think the hardest part is getting onto it. It's like a spine. You, once yeah. you're on, you're on. There's not really a place to clip off. So you're kind of in it. And then it's a really, really steep roll down. It's fairly long. Um, I don't know. What do you think? It's like 15 feet. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably about 12 to 15, somewhere in there. But the difficult, the, the difficult part about it is that at the very end, there's a knuckle and the most, the hardest thing is that it, there's a sharp turn to the right and the spine yeah. pushes you over to the left. So you really want to be on the right of this rock, but to ride it, you kind of have to naturally be over to the other side, uh, or you you want to be on the left, but the spine pushes you to the right, and the turn goes to the right. So you want to be on the outside. Anyways, I took a look at it, and my thought was, yeah, I just did thirty eight special, and I just did Sam Malone, and I and I had seen Sage do this before. Sage is the only one that had done it. I had not done it before. I had not been visualizing. It. I had not been thinking about it. And when I looked at it, it was like, yeah, okay, I could, I think I could do this. And I was comfortable, like the grip was really good that day. And I was just feeling really good. And I wasn't quite sure how I was going to get off of it. So Sage even said, hey, if you can't make the turn, just go straight. Because yeah. we hadn't, we'd never seen anyone make the turn. It looks like someone's been building up on it. So it looked a little bit better than it has last yeah. time. And then the turn takes you into a pretty cool line with another couple slabs. And I really wanted to make that turn. So I said, okay, I think I got it. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. But I was just going to, I was really like, I didn't have like a real solid visualization on how to make that turn. I was just kind of like, I was just going to trust my skills and, and just like, just like do it in the moment. And, and that was a, that was my first mistake. Not really understanding what I was going to do. That was my first mistake. My second mistake was Sage was like, okay, you know, he's like getting ready to do it. And I was like, oh, I was going to do it first. Well, yeah. <laughs> I should first. I, I should, why was I doing it first? Well, the, the, we talked about the wrong reasons, and this is, this goes into wrong reasons. It was like you know, like I, you know, I felt really good riding strong that day, and I wanted to show that I was. I just just felt like doing it first, like, um, just like an ego thing, you know, like oh no, I got this. Like I'm riding so strong, I'll be the guy to go first today because I'm the one having a good day today. So thank you very much. I'll do it first. Really dumb. Uh, when I approached it, I felt, I felt good and I felt really confident. And as I was, so anyways, essentially, um, I, I get up to the slab part. I, I ride the spine. I line it up really well and I see the roll down. Same thing as 38 special. And I was like, okay, I got it at this point. Like it's over. Like now you're just letting off the brakes. But because I was trying to make that turn, I wanted to be the one to make the turn again, the wrong reason. I should have just, I should have just gone down the slab. And if I could make the turn, I could, but instead I was really riding the brakes. I was really going slow in this thing and it was just too steep. And as I'm going slow, I'm getting, I'm pushing further and further back on the bike. And anyone that knows mountain bike technique you have to stay in the middle of the bike and you have to keep your arms bent and your head slightly forward so that you have a little bit of room to do make a move if you need to if your arms are already fully extended there's nothing left to do if things go wrong which they did 
there was nothing left to do. And so that's what happened. My arms were already basically straight. I was all the way back behind the bike. I was very low, which is good, but I wasn't forward enough, which is, it's kind of counterintuitive because instinctively our, our brains want to move away from the danger. Um, but that's not safe mountain biking. And so when I got to that little knuckle that was a little bit off the ground, I was going too slow and I was so far back that I, the gravity just took over and the bike, the front wheel hit at an angle and it, and I, and I just went over the bars. I mean, I, I like I, it was, it was just kind of pogo sticked me over the bars. And, you know, if there had been like a big patch of grass there, I would have been fine, but there wasn't, there was a whole bunch of rocks and sticks. <laughs> and uh, I like, as soon as, it, you know, ever, anyone that's gone over the bars, this was a very slow motion one. I mean, yeah. from the, every moment where my momentum started to like just shift and I was like, oh no, this is, this is happening. Yeah. And I'm like spotting my landing and it's not good. And it hurt. It hurt. I landed on my knee. I landed, I, I scraped up my shin really badly. I banged my hand really hard and my face ends up in this like pile of like of sticks. And it was the left side of my face, which is not the side that I hurt before but I feel things like jabbing me in the face. And that's all I'm yelling to the guys is like my face. I, 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 I hurt my face. I, I let, and I'm just my, I'm just like picturing my poor wife just being like, how could you possibly hurt your face again after everything that we've been through with this broken jaw? So I, I stand up and say, just like, it's, no, it's not that bad. I said, is it, am I bleeding? He's like, no, no, no you're fine. You're fine. I said, it's, it's nothing. And I get back to the car, I look in the mirror and my face is bleeding in two spots. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was really upset about that, but I was it really, really hurt. It really hurt. The whole thing really hurt. Uh, I went down really hard. I, I think that I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I didn't have the right reasons going in and I didn't watch you do it. You talked about your success at Sears and at Rocky Ridge on things that you yes. hadn't really done before and how helpful it was to watch someone do it. And here you were willing to do it. Here you were willing to do it and show me how to do it. And I just let my ego get in the way and say, you know, no, no, I got it. I got it. This is my day. And um, I, I wanted the first thing I said after I crashed was I, I, I want to do it again. Yeah. And you were like, oh. <laughs> No, 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 no. And then the and then the adrenaline wore off, and it was like, oh wait, this really hurts, you know. Then as soon as we yeah. started riding, I was like, dude, I can't keep riding. My hand is killing me. Like I had a serious bruise on my hand. So, yeah, it was it was a really bummer of a way to end a, what had been a really really great day. But I came yeah. away from it like I still, even though it hurt, and I, and I walked away. That's the main thing. I didn't get a major injury. I really didn't. But. I, I I didn't let it ruin my day. I didn't let it ruin my stoke. I stayed really positive. I've been, I've been really, really happy with these other wins that I got before that. And I felt really good on that feature too. I don't want to do it again until I see someone do it. I don't know how to make that turn. I just don't know how to make that turn. I'd like to see someone do it once or twice and, and be comfortable with it. But I, I really hope I won't know until I get out on the trails but I'm really hoping that it's not something that kind of gets in my head or sets me back because uh, I've come really far since the injury and I was riding really, really well um, the, the past few weeks. And we, we get kind of addicted to Mount Penn. We talk about that sometimes. Like we could just go for a cross country ride, but the progression and the features are so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What, was your, what, was your take, what was your take on the whole thing? 
Well, on your on on what happened with you, my my take was uh, first of all, you, you did catch me off guard because I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it," and you're like, "No, I I think I got it." And I was like, "Oh, okay," uh, but at the same time, I was like, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense." He's riding really strong. Uh, he just did 38 special, which is way way harder than this this lab on on every I don't single know. level. Do you think it is? Do you think it yeah. is? Yes, on on every single count. I mean, you you could die on thirty eight special. Like it, it's that high up, uh, that's and true. it's that yeah. steep. You know, and yeah. and not to mention, there's a tree on the right side. If you clipped your bar, God forbid, yeah. uh, or if you caught your front tire on one of those rocks. I mean, it's it's Dunzos. Yeah, <clears throat> if I did what I did on thirty eight special on that thing, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't even put that in the universe. I can't no, believe no, you just I said that. I don't, I don't even yeah, want to imagine yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Taking that back. Um, but this this slab, it, it, you uh, uh, clearly you fell off of it and you could survive. You know, it's it's. Yeah. It, however, it is really really tricky. the The thing that's similar to this uh, and thirty eight special is is the run up. It is just so much commitment. You, you have to be ready to do the slab before you're at the slab. And that's what really makes those two features really hard. The commitment, we talk about that commitment line, right? Drawing that commitment line. Uh, and you could do that. This is a technique that Dan and I use all the time, whether it's, you know, uh, drops or jumps or whatever. There's a, a line, a physical line that you draw. And if you hit that line and you are not ready, you have to break, you have to stop, you have to get off. Because once you pass that line, that's it. You're fully committed, you're in it, you do it. And so the commitment line for this slab is actually way farther back before it even drops down. So, man, I, and and here's the thing: like you got up onto that spine, I, I've never seen you so confident. I was like, I was literally with a GoPro, and I thought that you had actually done it. Like I was like, oh, he did it, and I was right right about to say, yeah, Danny. And then you, your front tire hit, and that was it. You you start going forward. And both both Stick and I were just like, "What just happened?" Because everything looked great yeah. up until that very last moment. Um, and God, the first thing that went through my head was, "I hope he didn't destroy his face." Yeah, yeah. You know how it was slow for you? It was slow for me too. Like I, yeah. I, I, I heard a heartbeat. It was like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you think you were in the air for, for five seconds at Sears? The, the, tell, let me tell you that that over the bars was was about 35 seconds of just like waiting, like, where am I gonna fall in this pile of rocks and sticks? It's just nothing good. I know. I know. Oh my god. Yeah, but but when you got up real quick and and you were like, Yeah, let's go do it again. And I was like, Well, okay, well, you know, first of all, I was glad that you were okay. Um <laughs> Then quickly put the kibosh on on you doing it. I was like, mm, no, uh, we're yeah. not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was upset. I, was like, I can do it better. I can do it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, what I'm curious to see is is what your confidence is going to be like going going forward. I mean, confidence is such a fragile, fragile thing, you know. Yeah. And and I hope that you can reflect back on that day, and I hope that that isn't what marks the day for you. Like, I hope that. When we get to the next slab, whatever that slab is, I hope that that feeling gets overridden and you're like, you can go back to your mantra. You can go back to all the things that were so successful for you and put all those things to the test and say, yeah, I am a good rider. I can do this slab. Maybe let me do it first. 
<laughs> yeah. And then well, I might have yeah, saved you, dude. I might have saved you. You might your you, fall you might have <laughs> been way worse. <laughs> it's true. The universe is true. true. Right. <laughs> you took one for the team. Yes, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think you also have to you just have to put these things in perspective. So this wasn't one that I feel like it was over my head and I was I had a really bad headspace. Like maybe my reasons weren't great for going first, but I felt really confident. And, yeah. you know, the main thing was I didn't really quite know what I was going to do with it. And so when I got on it, I was just going too slow. And then I ended up I ended up rotating too far back. I actually think there might be a little bit of a pull up at the end to get off of that knuckle. So you might need a little bit more balance, a little bit more speed. I'd be curious to see what you think if you could just run right off of it. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going to keep manifesting confidence and using my skills and success and stoke and and i think it happened but i didn't get terribly hurt this week i've just i've been really tired as i've been recovering my my shin's pretty bruised and my hands pretty bruised so I've, i think i've been more tired than than usual which has been an inch very very interesting but i'm trying to listen to my intuition and take it a little bit easier which isn't going all that well that's not my strength um but uh yeah i i, I do i do really want to keep the stoke high and the positivity and so um I, I feel like i can but well you don't really know until you get out there and and you start seeing whether or not you know there's lingering effects and and if, if i'm still hurt if i if i ride my hand still hurts when i'm riding and that's reminding me all the time that'll probably make me a little bit more cautious but that's okay so it was it's everything's a learning opportunity you have to look at it that way yeah. as a learning opportunity listening to intuition knowing the difference between intuition and ego and being able to move into that into that positive state and and go with the flow you know and the same thing in life you want to be able to do that in life you want to be able to look i, I tell the difference between your intuition and your ego you know what what am i doing this for and 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 what is my why and, and in mountain biking, we can identify what our why is. And if you want to manifest something in life, what's your why? why? Why is that important to you? And if you have like really positive vibrational reasons of, of what you want to accomplish, then those things are going to be successful. We talk about it just in doing this podcast. I feel great about doing the podcast because we just want to inspire people and we just want to share mountain bike stories and get the stoke up and positivity up and and so I feel like something really good is going to come out of this. And, and if, if you're listening and you appreciate that, let us know on the, on the comments, ride and laugh one at Gmail. Let us know any, anything that we talked about today. Let us know what you're thinking. If you're trying any sort of gratitude journal yet, if you're, um, if you've fallen and, and you're having a hard time getting back into the flow Certainly, uh, let us know in those, and, and, and if you could relate to the story in a different way, we'd love to hear it in the comments or ride and laugh one at Gmail. Uh, real fast, I, and I feel like we're always rushing these at the end, which is a shame because I love the idea of the mountain bike gratitude of the week. And mine for this week is knee pads. I did not really hurt my knee, and I was my shin not padded, my knee padded. And there's some great trail pads out there that you can just ride on every trail. Um, that you don't have to only wear them at certain times and say he doesn't wear them at all. And we could definitely get into that in a different episode because we're running out of time. Uh, I've never understood it, but he's comfortable in it and he doesn't really need them because he doesn't really fall um, the way that I do. So knock on wood. 
but yeah, uh, I was wearing the G form knee pads and I wear the, I wear their elbow pads also, and they're really light and they really do work. And so I got a little bit of a bruise in my knee, but those things have saved me more than once. And so I really appreciate that. And the, the, pad technology there's so many different pads out there there's different weights and there's just and, and they're pretty comfortable and they look pretty cool like that's you know knee pads of old like used to look pretty corny if, you know and so yeah. but they, they look pretty cool i don't mind wearing them they've done a great job with them so i really appreciate that and and you know i appreciate them there all the time but when they actually save an elbow or a knee then it's like oh thank god that that was really cool yeah yeah uh, my gratitude uh, for this week it goes out to Josh. Actually, um, he's been he man he he does um, his company Slanted Ground, and he's just been sending me all these like cool shirts and jerseys and stuff. And uh, I've just enjoyed. I first of all, I enjoy his company, and I he's always trying to do good things for the mountain bike community, which I think is just an outstanding thing. So you know, he has all these group rides and blah blah blah. But then. You know, he's really helping me out with sending me these shirts. I love it. You know, I want to support his company. I'm just really, really grateful. Cool too. I, I like the gear. I, what I've yeah. seen looks really cool. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. My tip of the week um, is actually goes right back to the series day. And that is if you are, if you have the ability to watch somebody do anything, whether it's a drop or a jump or a slab. Hold on, let me them. write this down. Let me write this down. Let yeah, me. I got <laughs> Okay, go ahead. And, and when you're watching, what are you watching for? You're watching for speed, but you're also watching to see if they're doing any kind of a move on the bike. You know, are they pulling up on the bike? Um, are they putting a pop? You know, what's what's happening? You know, if it's a drop, you know, are they kicking the bike? Are they kicking the bike out? If it's a jump, are they popping on it? You know, take all of that data, understand it, feel good about it before you go to apply it yourself. So yeah, if you're fortunate enough to be riding with somebody else. Tip of the week is watch somebody do it and collect all the data that you can. That's a that's a fantastic fantastic tip, and we can uh, we could talk about that more in another episode. I remember when we were at Mountain Creek and we were looking at some drops, and then some guys came by and they were like, "Do you want to do you want to do you want to watch us do it, or do you want to follow us in?" and and we just watched them, and then we act we actually asked them about another drop at a different part of the mountain, and and they yeah. were like, "Oh, this is the speed that you want. Like after you're done this this feature, then you go this speed, and that'll be perfect." And it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. And if I had watched you do that that feature, I might have a not done it because the first time I watched you do it, I didn't want to do it afterwards because yeah. <laughs> you didn't you ran like into into what I landed on. Like you ran it, you know, you didn't do the line the way that it was designed. And yeah. I was like, wait, Sage and his little bike can't get around that corner. I'm not getting around that corner. And so yeah, I yeah. I uh, I think that that's a fantastic one watching people learning speed, learning technique and, and getting just tips and feedback. And so many times you or I have done something and then said, Hey, this is, this is very doable. This is in your wheelhouse. And I guess part of me wanted to do that for you too. Uh, even yeah. though you had done it, I wanted to make the turn. I wanted to make the turn and yeah. then say, this is how you do it. Yeah. But another time. So, Hey, listen, <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a, it was a great experience. It was a good day. It was a bummer of an ending, but I walked away and I'm still going to ride with confidence. I'm still manifesting success. We're going to have a ton of fun riding our bikes. If you're still listening, you are absolutely one of us. You are a mountain biker. You get stoked. You love riding. We appreciate that. Feel free. 
go ahead and and comment or send us a, an email. Let us know any questions that you have, anything, any topics you want us to talk about. We got so many things that we are excited and stoked to talk about in the mountain bike world, nutrition world, fitness world. Uh, so many, so many cool subjects to get into. So we really appreciate. We have gratitude for everyone listening. Go ahead and like and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five-star review and subscribe on your podcast player and get the auto downloads, whatever you have to do. Help the algorithm. Help us out. Get more people listening. And we appreciate that. Go ahead. Ride your bikes. Ride and laugh. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. See you, everybody.